0: Welcome to the Exploring Middle-Earth Podcast, where we explore Middle-Earth through words and stories, and basically just reading. Um... Yeah, those are the basics. So I Covering the basics. yeah. So my name is Grant and I am the resident Tolkien expert. Um, I haven't oh, said haven't that in a this while. One, yeah, right? we yeah. Done this one. I would just bring it back. <laughs> 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 uh, we do have a soundboard hooked up now, so we can uh, have fun with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm the resident Tolkien expert. I spend most of my time thinking about Tolkien, of yeah. uh, the man, not his uh, works, but he's just a wonderful guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm. I uh, I read a lot. I do a lot of research. And Jay here is also with me, and he is the resident Tolkien average fan. Yeah. Um, and he reads them, and he watches the movies, and his extent of Tolkien's knowledge, knowledge of Tolkien's work, whatever, it only goes so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he does know a lot more now that he's been on this podcast. Yeah, so. like two
1: years, I think it's been. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Just and without
1: Zach, I can't be the middle guy anymore, so yeah. now I'm the dumbest And one. we used to have
0: our friend Zach here, yeah. um, who tragically uh, stopped doing the
1: podcast, yeah. uh, which is a tragedy, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've done that one. I'll do another one. Your <laughs> okay, Don't expect um, anything good this episode. Out yeah, of no, the, it's going to be really bad. Out of uh, the soundboard, I have to get used to it. Yeah,
0: so today we're going to be talking about the history and the stories of Rivendell, which we have all heard of probably, uh, Yeah. Uh, whether through The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, because it makes the, its way into both. Or the Grapevine. grapevine. Or, yeah, through the, the Grapevine. Or the Grapevine. Uh, or if you've heard it, um, I was going to say something else. <laughs> um, I heard it through the Grapevine. <laughs> yeah. That's not funny, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about Rivendell today. And, uh, Jay, why don't you take us away with some general knowledge?
1: Uh, okay, let me start this off. General knowledge of Rivendell uh, it has multiple names, as does everything in Middle-earth. Um, yeah, Tolkien loved naming things. Yeah, so Rivendell, also known as Imladris... Um, in Belarus? Is that how you say it? in Belarus? Belarus? Uh yeah, let me let me look. I I was just looking at those today. Karen and the first homely house of or the last homely house <laughs> of the East. Sorry. <laughs> the first homely house. Oh I, I know
0: I know you were slaughtering those um <laughs> yeah those other ones. <laughs> uh Karnangool was the Westron name that was anglicized. Um and then uh The other, the Quenya form of Imladris was Imbelaris. Imbalaris. Yeah. Actually, you were kind of close. You were kind of close. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Bye, wife. My wife is leaving
1: so that Jay and I can spend some time together. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, so, yeah. So, it it was all those names Grant said correctly and all the names I said incorrectly. You weren't that far off, though. Yeah, so, it was the last homely house east of the sea. And if you're heading west, it's the first homely house. Right, yeah. From the east. So that makes sense. Yeah, so it's either or, depending on which way you're heading. But So it was an elven town, and it was the house of Elrond, um, which was located in Middle-earth, not in Beleriand. Because yeah. this is before the Third Age, which I'll talk about a little. But so... Um, it was established by Elrond, we all know Elrond, uh from in Second Age 1697. Yeah, he's a dude. Um and it became it was he built it as a refuge. I'll go more into this, but it was a refuge uh from Sauron, from the people around the area are like the heck Sauron's here and <laughs> uh Elrond's like come here guys and chill. So it was located at the edge of a narrow gorge of the river Bruinen. Of the River Bruinen, so yeah. at the very like the headwaters. Yes, um, the if you, Bruinen is the loud water, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at a map of Middle Earth, it's kind of in the middle. Yeah. It's a little more north. It's a it's the uh, the Misty Mountains. Um, it's just right there on the left yeah. side of the Misty Mountains. It's just just right look there, at the map and see it. Um, yeah. so uh, one of the main approaches to the Rivendell Pass through a Nearby Ford of Bruin. In am I supposed to go right into the second age or do you have something before that? I have something before it, but okay. Yeah. But so, yeah, I'll explain that later in the uh, thing. Sorry if I'm not paying attention to because
0: I'm watching our neighbor's <laughs> TV through our window. <laughs> What's on? He's watching uh, some Star Wars animated thing. I think it's Star Wars Clone Wars, mm. but it's hard to
1: tell because I, I can only see brief. I don't have any funny, uh, it looks like the sound clone wars. wars here. That's my. <laughs> I don't. Know yeah, but, but I'm really like
0: intrigued because he's just. I'm just. <laughs> this sounds really creepy, but I'm just really intrigued by watching him watch the
1: series. But we're gonna get back to the <laughs> podcast. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Rivendell. It was just a. It was a city, beautiful city. Um. And it pops up a few times because Elrond pops up a lot. Elrond's an important character. And a lot happens. So I'm going to pass it off to Grant because now that you have a lay of the land, we're going to unroll the land, even though it's already laid out. (laughs) Well, yeah. We're going to press it now. Let's see what this one does. That one doesn't do anything. Oh, wait. I'm just typing.
0: (laughs) Oh, Oh, great. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Um, So right now I'm
0: going to talk about. just kind of some of the residents of Rivendell. Some people you might know. Some people you might not know very well or have heard of. Whatever. Whatever you want to say. Yeah. Um. So first, I'm going to talk about a very noble elf named Glorfindel. Oh, yeah. Or Glorfindel or Glorf, Glorf, Glorfindel, dude. I've heard, it, I've heard it pronounced a few different ways, like with the accent on a few different places. Actually, I think what I normally say is Glorfindel. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember it as. But I think I said it weird. The first but you time. know I'm dumb. I've heard other people say Glorfindel, which I don't really like. Glorfindel, I like that better. I don't know. Anyways, so he was a Noldor who followed the host of Turgon during the ag- exile from Valinor. So we're going all the way back to right all before the, the first back. stage. We're giving a little. You know, we're laying. Jay laid out the land, and I'm gonna I'm gonna roll it back up, and yes, lay out the history first, and then we'll roll, lay out the land again. Okay. okay. Um, and he played no part in the first kinslain at Alqualondë, which is good to know. He was a good guy. Um, at first, he lived in Vinyamar with Turgon, and then he moved to Gondolin when it was fully built. And he was appointed as the chief of the House of the Golden Flower by Ooh. Turgon. Um, so he was a very important elf in Gondolin. He was kind of like a noble, basically. Um, and at the end of the First Age, when Morgoth learned of the location of Gondolin, Glorfindel. Yeah, I keep thinking I'm saying it wrong now. Glorfindel valiantly... Sorry. (laughs) Glorfindel. Glorfindel valiantly (laughs) defended the city. Um, And uh, Glorfindel, along with some survivors of Gondolin, uh, which would be including uh, Ayarindil and his father Tuor and his wife Idril, um, they escaped the battle and went through the mountains at Kirith Thorinath, which is the eagle's cleft, um, a narrow mountain pass. Um, and there, the survivors were ambushed by orcs and a Balrog, <gasps> but the eagles of those mountains helped the survivors to escape, which are in to And you know, you know, um, but yeah. Glorfindel fought the Balrog alone and he kind of sacrificed himself. And after a long fight, both fell into the deep abyss of the pass, and they died. And Glorfindel passed into the halls of waiting with other fallen elves and he, uh, he bided his time. And because of his great deeds and his self-sacrifice to save Tuor and his family, um, Manwe, which is kind of like the chief of the the Valar. (laughs) Uh, The chief of the Valar. He allowed Glorfindel to be re-embodied on Middle-earth. And his powers were enhanced. Enhanced. Yeah. So... uh, not only was he probably physically strongy, strongy, strongy. <laughs> when he was re, re embodied, uh, he also had some sort of like supernatural power too. Um, and yeah, it, he's described as having angelic powers, which is pretty cool sounding. Um, and he was sent specifically to help Gilgalad and Elrond during Sauron's rise to power around the Second Age sixteen hundred. Which, if that is correct, because it's kind of speculation, Mm -hmm. uh, that is also around the same time the Blue Wizards uh, arrived on Middle-earth. So they probably traveled together. Classic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so during the War of the Ring, um, Glorfindel was sent out from Rivendell to seek out Frodo in the ring and bring them back to safety. Uh, And this was accomplished in the nick of time, as the Black Riders were closely chasing Frodo and had almost caught him. Uh, Glorfindel played a major role in the Council of Elrond and Rivendell and was even considered as a member of the Fellowship. But Gandalf said that Glorfindel's immense power would be hard to hide on a mission of secrecy. And uh, like Gandalf's mission uh, to kind of end Sauron, um, when Sauron had fallen, um, Glorfindel also completed his mission and he also likely went away west with the other elves early in the Fourth Age. So now I'm going to read a little passage. Just a just a little bit of description of like kind of Glorfindel and his power. Um, not so much into detail because it's not necessarily this podcast episode isn't necessarily about Glorfindel, but about Rivendell. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm gonna talk about. That's it. What he's gonna, that's what he's gonna do. Yes, yeah, so this is uh, Frodo and Gandalf talking when they uh, Frodo wakes up in Rivendell. What about Rivendell and the elves? Is Rivendell safe? Yes, at present, until all else is conquered. The elves may fear the Dark Lord and they may fly before him, but never again will they listen to him or serve him. And here in Rivendell there live still some of his chief foes, the Elvenwise, lords of the Eldar from beyond the further seas. They do not fear the wraiths, for those who have dwelt in the Blessed Realm live at once in both worlds, and against both the seen and unseen they have great power. I thought that I saw a white figure that shone and did not grow dim like the others. Was that Glorfindel then? Yes, you saw him for a moment as he is upon the other side, one of the mighty of the firstborn. He is an elf lord of a house of princes. Indeed, there is a power in Rivendell to withstand the might of Mordor for a while, and elsewhere other powers still dwell. There is a power, too, of another kind in the Shire, but all such places will soon become islands under siege if things go on as they are going. The Dark Lord is putting forth all of his strength. So, basically, it was just describing that not just Glorfindel, but also other elves in Rivendell had very, very considerable power that uh, even kept Sauron at bay. Um, so, yeah, Glorfindel, he's a big part of uh, Rivendell. He's one of the chief counselors there. Probably um, <coughs> probably Elrond's, uh, like, second-in-command, if I had to guess. And, yeah, he's got angelic powers. So, he's freaking cool, you know. It's,
1: yeah, that's how it is, man.
0: Yeah. <coughs> and then another elf that probably many of you might not know about, is a little guy named Aristor. Aristor. Um, not much is known about Aristor, and you'd probably only know of him if you read the books. Um, and he's a, he's a Noldoran elf, and he was known as the chief counselor of Elrond. So Glorfindel was probably the second in command, but Aristor was the chief counselor, so he's probably pretty wise. And he was the one who suggested that the ring uh, could be protected from Sauron. And that he could, um, they could hide it with uh, Yarwine Benadar, who we know as Tom Bombadil. Um, (laughs) Swing! But his motion was rejected as Tom would likely forget it and throw away by accident. Yeah. Uh, We know Tom. He's a little happy. Tom
1: Bombaldi. Listen to our episode on him. Titled Tom 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 Bombaldi.
0: Uh, yeah, so his motion was rejected, and later on, after the war, he accompanied Arwen as they traveled to Gondor for her and Aragorn's wedding. Aragorn, sorry. My B, my B, my B. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Wah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, perhaps
0: uh, Perhaps he was a Noldor of Gondolin or Nargothrond, as most of the Noldor of the Second Age and Third Age were descended from those elves, mm-hmm. or were those elves, because they don't die. So Yeah. Um and another big elf of Rivendell is Elrond. When uh, I think of a dwarf, I think of Oh, the wrong
1: one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got to get acquainted to which one is Yeah, which. sorry,
1: guys. This is going to be a rough first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I got that hey, one. Hey, <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, of course, we
0: all know and love Elrond. uh and we might know a little bit more about him than the other ones, but he was the twin son of Eärendil and Elwing. Remember I was telling you how Eärendil is one of the elves that escaped Gondolin? Yes. And that was because of Glorfindel. And so Elrond is only alive because Glorfindel sacrificed himself. So it's kind of like, oh, a little connection there.
1: Wow. Shout out to Glorfindel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, He chose to be counted among the elves because he was half elven and he was therefore granted immortality. Um, in for a time, when the sons of Feanor attacked the Noldoran survivors at the mouths of Sirion, because they wanted the Silmaril, uh, they were fostered by Maglor, one of the sons, um, and he had pity on the twins. Um, and after the destruction of Beleriand, Elrond went with Gilgalad to Linden during the early Second Age, where he grew in wisdom and power, and his foster father Maglor may have also journeyed to Eredor as a wandering minstrel because he played the harp a lot. Um, and his fate is largely unknown in the books, so it's entirely possible that at some point during the ser- second or third age, Elrond could have met with his foster father who wandered around the shores of Middle-earth. So, a little interesting. Yeah. Um, during Anatar's rise, who was actually Sauron in disguise, that rhymed. That did rhyme. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah! <laughs> uh, Elrond and Gilgalad could sense he was not who he said he was and distrusted him. So, that kind of shows how Elrond was already pretty wise at that point. Like, mm-hmm. he grew in wisdom. Um, and in 1695 of the Second Age, Gilgalad sent his captain Elrond, so Elrond's a warrior as well, to fight against Sauron's forces as they attacked Eregion. But he was too late and his forces were too small. Um, but luckily they were able to escape and they went north until they found a little hidden valley where the ranch flowed. <laughs> uh, that's a joke yeah, um, for our American listeners. I would do
1: a laughing sound. I'll put that in for next episode, of laughing sound. Effect. Yeah, like a laugh track. Uh-huh. The yeah. best I got... Um, I don't know. That's all I got. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, Hidden Valley, <laughs> Hidden Valley is a brand of ranch in uh the US.
1: When I think oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I keep getting those two buttons mixed up. <laughs> um
0: and then the Last Elves, I'm just kind of pairing together because they all go together. Uh it's the Children of Elrond. It is Eladon okay. and Elro here and Arwen. Uh so Arwen. Swing. <laughs> so the, these are the Children <laughs> of Elrond and uh Calabrian which is Elrond's wife, of course. Yeah. Uh, Eladon and Elrow here were the eldest, and they were also twins, like their father and his brother. Um, and they were born in 130 of the Third Age. Uh, they were strong warriors like their father and were usually pretty silent and mysterious, uh, going on long scouting missions and hunting orcs, which is kind of cool. Um, and Arwen was the daughter of Elrond and was considered the most beautiful elf maiden besides Luthien of old. Swing. There, that works better. That, time. that did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was born in 241 <laughs> of the Third Age, so 111 years later. Wow. And often went to live with her grandparents, who were Galadriel and Celeborn. Crazy mm-hmm. so relatives. <laughs> it's a <laughs> uh, popular. In, or it's a famous family. Yeah, famous family. Yeah. It's Powerful. Like the, family. It's like the. It's like the Kardashians. Yeah. Except cooler. Yeah. Um, in in <laughs> 2952 of the Third Age, she met young Aragorn in Rivendell and fell in love with him.
1: I I was going to do the swing back (laughs) here.
0: I didn't want to overuse it. Uh, After many long years, uh, Aragorn had fulfilled the conditions set by Elrond and he was able to wed Arwen as the king of the Reunited Kingdom. Nice. Swing. (laughs) Um, And and then I have another uh, passage to read, and this one is about... Oh, I just lost it. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) This one is about... uh, (laughs) This one is about Arwen meeting uh, Aragorn. Also, okay. <laughs> uh, I will find it because I know I'm on the. Okay, well, will oh, practice. Wait, hey, hey. Oh, I found it.
1: <laughs> okay, go.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Um, this is in Appendix A at the end of Return of the King. Um, uh, the. What is it called? The tale of Aragorn and Arwen or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The next day at the hour of sunset, Aragorn walked alone in the woods and his heart was high within him. And he sang for he was full of hope and the world was fair. And suddenly, even as he sang, he saw a maiden walking on a green sword and among the white stems of the birches. And he halted, amazed, thinking that he had strayed into a dream or else that he had received the gift of the elf minstrels, who can make the things of which they sing appear before the eyes of those that listen. For Aragorn had been singing a part of the lay of Luthien, which tells of the meeting of Luthien and Beren in the forest of Neldoreth. And behold, there Luthien walked before his eyes in Rivendell, clad in a mantle of silver and blue, fair as the twilight in Elvenhome. Her dark hair strayed in a sudden wind, and her brows were bound with gems like stars. For a moment, Argorn gazed in silence, but fearing that she would pass away and never be seen again, he called to her, crying, "Tenuviel, Tenuviel!" Even as Beren had done in the elder days long ago. And then, so that's when they meet for that's the good. first time. So yeah, he was in Rivendell in the in the the birch woods of Rivendell upon the slopes, and uh, he was singing a song about Tenuviel, and he saw Arwen, who was so pretty, so pretty um yeah so th- those are all like the 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 major um like residents that we know of uh that live in rivendell um yep so now we're gonna get to the foundation of rivendell oh, uh, yeah. we talked about the history of some of the people that live in rivendell and we'll talk about the history of rivendell itself mm-hmm. starting in the second age with jay
1: yes so, yes, <laughs> here we are. So, uh, welcome. As I said in my first part, uh, it was established in 1697 of the Second Age, such so as to give you a time frame. So, uh, during the War of the Elves and Sauron, that's when Sauron came to Eriador, and was like, I'm going to take over the area door. <laughs> Um And so, Elrond led an army from Linden uh, to help the Elves of Aregion who had just been attacked by Sauron. So, they would be more the northwest heading down towards the bottom of the Misty Mountains area. So that's where Elrond is coming from. Um, and uh, so th- yeah, so they're coming from the northwest and then as Elrond's making his way down he meets Celeborn, who's another elf which we probably talked about on this podcast before.
0: Yes, I think we have.
1: But, um, so they team up and head towards they Their band of, their armies it's not just them two. They head towards Oregion. But they're stopped by uh, Sauron's forces. And they're not able to get all the way to Regan to help out. So they're like, oh, crap. And uh, while this is happening, the dwarves of Khazad-dûm attack Sauron's forces uh, from the east, um, which is their rear. Wait.
2: <laughs> when I think of a dwarf, I think of a thick butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was Zach. That was our old host, Zach. But So they're attacking from the east, from the Misty Mountains. Or er, khazad Well, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But fr- specifically khazad And And um, they split Sauron's attention so the elves are able to f- get away. Because they're like, we're not making it past here. So we got to flee. So Elrond and uh, Celeborn flee to the north. And uh, they're, they go up, like I said, they go up the Bruinen, that river. Um, and uh, they set up a stronghold at its headwaters. Um, and it became a refuge for those seeking shelter from Sauron at the at the time and at this time it was called in Labdri- Imladris. Uh, Yeah, it was not Rivendell yet they didn't call it Rivendell that's just what they set up Elrond's yeah
0: that's because the um Rivendell is like a like the Westron name for it so when the men living in Eriador like around Bree mm-hmm. like learned of it that's what they called it they called it Rivendell Yay! or the dwarves <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. um, <clears throat> so Sauron instead of chasing Elrond and Kelleborn, um, he heads towards the northwest, uh, back up to Linden, where he is fighting. Um, but some of the for- some of Sauron's forces stay behind and follow Elrond up towards uh up the Ford or up Bruinen towards what is now Rivendell um and so they start lay, laying siege to Rivendell um but they're eventually staved off and they flee with Sauron and his army back to Mordor because in Lindon Gilglad Gilgalad's forces with the help of some Numenorians uh were able to push him back to Mordor so Gilgalad comes to um Rivendell uh and he meets up with Elrond and they they hit it off and it's like, I got this special thing for you, Elrond. And Elrond's like, what is it? And he goes, uh, Vilja. And Elrond says, what? <laughs> Vilja business. What do you want me to do? He said, Vilja. It's the ring of power. It's not the ring, it's one of the three elven rings, Vilya. Um, This is how Elrond gets Vilya. Um, So, sometimes I want a Vilja. I don't know. That. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> I'll get it, dude. Yeah. Um, so Elrond gets Vilya, um, but in secret, nobody else knows. lads like, do not let anybody know. And so then they have a council, the White Council. Well, like, <laughs> the f- I don't know. This is this might be the first White Council. I don't know. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. So this so uh Gandalf isn't at this one because he ain't here yet. Um, he or he's not with the whole crew yet. But so, um. So, the council was held at the time that made Elrond Gilgalad's, v- Gilgalad's vice-regent in Eriador. Um, and so then Imladris, which is Rivendell, became his seat, his area, his home, dude. Um, <laughs> so, aided by the power of the Elven Ring Vilya, um, Elrond made Imladris one of the chiefs, chief seats of elvish strength in the West in the latter part of the Second Age. So uh, Rivendell remains the elvish stronghold in Eriador uh, all the way into the Third Age. But that's not the end of what my section is, even though it kind of sounds like an ending. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the Second Age, Elendil and Gilgalad, for- Gil-galad uh, formed the last alliance of elves and men to challenge Sauron. They're going to fight him, And um, they camped out a while at Inladers. They, they crashed at Inladders for a while. And then, so in second age, 34, 31, um, they stayed there for three years, uh, sleeping on the couch, gathering their forces before crossing the Misty Mountains. It wouldn't have been a couch. Rivendell is nice, dude. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to stay there, definitely do. It's yeah, definitely. great. Yeah. Five stars. Um, so then Isildur's wife and his youngest son, Valendil, uh, were in Imladris at the time, and Isildur was journeying back uh, to them after Sauron's defeat, when he was ambushed at the Gladden Fields, which is where he loses the ring, so he was heading back to Rivendell. Imagine if Rivendell—if they had the One Ring in Rivendell, dude. After receiving the shards of Narsil, uh, which is the uh, sword that was used to, um, isn't that the sword that that cut off Sauron's hand? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the one that's all broken up because they're shards. Um, Valendil took up his role as King of Arnor and left Imladris. Uh, and left Imladris for good, and he's like, "I'm out of here." So that's the end of the Second Age. So pretty much, Second Age, they found it, but not like find it. Well, they did technically find it, but then yeah. they found it, founded it, built it, and uh, it prospered all the way into the Third Age, which Grant will talk about now. Yes. Or actually, we'll go to yeah. a, we'll go to an ad break. I was just about to say, and then Grant will talk about it. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong in the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle__earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes.
0: Alright, welcome back everybody. Hope you had a safe uh, little ad break. Um... You know, just taking a break. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, taking a break from hearing us, hearing us goobers talk and talk and talk. Uh, So now I'm going to talk about the third age and what Rivendell was like during that period of time, uh, which is over three thousand years. A long time. Uh, Yeah. So after the uh, tragic, sorry, I had to itch my mustache. (laughs) Um, After the tragic fall of Gilgalad and uh, Elendil. Um, Elrond returned with his army of the Noldor to Rivendell, and uh, over time, because Sauron had fallen and there was no longer in, really any wars, um, and because of Vilya, the Ring of Power that Elrond held, uh, Rivendell became known as the last homely house of the Elves, and it became a refuge and a sanctuary for the Elves and the Dunedain. And I have a little passage to read about that. Oh yeah, just one quick little paragraph, and this is when Frodo is also in Rivendell. Frodo was now safe in the last homely house east of the sea. That house was, as Bilbo had long ago reported, a perfect house whether you like food or sleep or storytelling or singing or just sitting and thinking best or a pleasant mixture of them all. Merely to be there was a cure for weariness, fear, and sadness. So I think that's a pretty good description of what Rivendell's like. I do like it. It sounds very Bilbo-esque. It does, yeah. But that that does sound nice, just uh, eating, drinking, sleeping... Dancing, singing. Having a good time. Having a good time. All the time. good
1: stuff, dude. Yeah,
0: and then just, you know, just chilling. I would like to go hiking there because... almost um, Riven.
1: Yes. West Rivendell.
0: Because uh, there's a lot of... Uh, Tolkien went on a hike somewhere where he got inspired. Are you talking about that later? I was going to and then I yeah. forgot.
1: I can do it right now if you want me to. Uh, yeah, you can just... It's quote, quick.
0: Yeah, you can just read from that. Yeah.
1: Switzerland. Lawton... Lauter, Lauterbrunnen Lauterbrunnen, yeah. Switzerland. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Tolkien when he was 19, he went with the uh, um 12 other people. Yes, and they were hiking in the the valley of Lauterbrunnen, Switzerland, and he said that was his inspiration for the Valley of Rivendell. Here um, yeah, I'll
1: quick read his quote from the his letters. Yeah. Letter 306. I am delighted that you have made the acquaintance of Switzerland in a vi- and of the very part that I once knew best and which I had the deep which had the deepest effect on me the hobbit's journey from rivendell to the other side of the misty mountains including the gliss glissade down the slithering stones into the pine woods is based on my adventures in 1911 he was 19 and traveled to lawton our wanderings mainly on foot in a party of 12 are now are not now clear in sequence but leave many vivid pictures as clear as yesterday so yeah, that's where Lot in
0: Yeah, and even like he was kind of saying like he was with twelve other people, and so that was kind of like his thirteen dwarves that were all hiking. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> so it's uh, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Rivendell became a known uh, widely as a refuge and a sanctuary for the weary. Um, around 1300 of the Third Age, so this gives you an idea of how many years have passed since Rivendell has become a peaceful place. There's 1300 years between that That's time. a lot of years. Uh, the evil realm of Angmar, ruled by the Witch King, was formed and started to besiege the kingdoms of Eriador, um, including Imladris sometimes, uh, though the evil forces found it difficult to attack the Hidden Valley because it was just covered in ranch. Uh, after a small <laughs> battle, yeah. After a small battle in 1409 of the Third Age, the Elves of Rivendell joined the Elves of Linden and Lothlorien, in attacking and subduing the Orcs for many years. And they would continue to aid the Dúnedain of Arthedain and uh, Cardolan, and a little bit of Rudar, but they were kind of turned against them. Uh, and they would continue to aid those people against the Witch King during that war. Um, after the fall of Arthedain in the kingdoms of the north, the son of the last king of Arthedain was harbored in Rivendell due to Elrond's ancient kinship with them because of his brother Elros. Um, From then on, all of the chieftains of the Dúnedain were at one point fostered in Rivendell by Elrond. So Aragorn's father, his father, you know, just all the way back until the last king of Arthedain. Um... And some pieces of ancient history of Numenor were also kept in Rivendell, um, including the ring of Barahir, which Aragorn will wear, the scepter of Anominas, which the kings held, and the shards of Narsil, the sword that Jay was talking about. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to talk, well, I'm actually going to read. Um, <laughs> this is from Appendix A as well of The Return of the King. And it's a little, it's a good little chunk, but just bear with me. It's good information. Okay, okay. It's good, it's good information, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, after Arvadua, the North Kingdom ended, for the Dunadine were now few and all the peoples of Eriador diminished. Yet the line of the kings was continued by the chieftains of the Dunadine, of whom Aranarth, son of Arvadua, was the first. arahil his son, was fostered in Rivendell, and so were all the sons of the chieftains after him. And there also were kept the heirlooms of their house, the ring of Barahir, the shards of Narsil, the star of Elendil, and the scepter of Anuminas. I forgot to mention the star, but it's in there. Yeah. Good to know. Yes. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) When the kingdom ended, the Dúnedain passed into the shadows and became a secret and wandering people, and their deeds and labors were seldom sung or recorded. Little now is remembered of them since Elrond departed. Although even after the watchful peace ended, evil things again began to attack Eriador, or to invade it secretly. The chieftains for the most part lived out their long lives. Aragorn I, it is said, was slain by wolves, which ever after remained a peril in Eriador, and are not yet ended. In the days of Arahad the I, the orcs who had, as later appeared, long been secretly occupying strongholds in the Misty Mountains, so as to bar all the passes into Eriador. "'suddenly revealed themselves. "'In 2509, Calebryon, wife of Elrond, "'was journeying to Lorien "'when she was waylaid in the Redhorn Pass, "'and her escort being scattered "'by the sudden assault above the orcs. "'She was seized and carried off. "'She was pursued and rescued "'by Eladon and Elrohir, "'but not before she had already suffered torment "'and had received a poisoned wound.' She was brought back to Imladris, and though healed in body by Elrond, lost all delight in Middle-earth, and the next year went to the havens and passed over the sea. And later in the days of Arasuil, orcs multiplying again in the Misty Mountains began to ravage the lands, and the Dunedain and the Sons of Elrond fought with them. It was at this time that a large band came so far west as to enter the Shire, and were driven off by Bandabrush Took. Good guy. Good guy. Yeah, so that's kind of like a little bit about uh, the different chieftains of uh, uh, who were living in Rivendell, and um, a little bit about the sad ending of um, Elrond's wife, Celebrion, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, And yeah, I've got a little bit of more more about that too. Um, so uh, Elrond had married Celebrion, who was the only child of Galadriel and Celeborn, and she would often travel back and forth between Rivendell and Lothlorien to see her parents. And she would take the red horn pass like it was mentioned, and that's the same pass that um the fellowship tried taking when they were trying to cross the Misty Mountains, but they got blocked by av- avalanches and stuff. Um Dang. And at the time it was secure from enemies, um, until some orcs uh espied her, um and they ambushed her on her way back to Rivendell. Dang, dude. And then yeah, Elrond and Elro here came to rescue her, but uh they didn't come in time and she was poisoned and tortured and uh Elrond is also said to be one of the greatest healers of Middle Earth, and he, it was said that he healed her body, but
2: she—swing.
0: <laughs> she healed, or he healed that rockin' body. Yeah, but um, yeah, he was never able to heal her kind of like spirit, basically, and so she left to go to the West. No, that's sad, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, so this, uh, this, um, this affected Elrond and his children very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's uh, pick this up, Grant. Yeah, yeah so uh, <laughs> sir, during the quest for Erebor, uh, our dear pal Bilbo Baggins and the 13 Ooh, dwarves yeah. arrive in Rivendell to rest and receive counsel from Elrond. Here in the light of the moon, Elrond reveals hidden letters on Thorin's map of Erebor, showing the way to a secret door and how to open it and when to open it. Uh, Elrond also gives them advice on the best way to cross the Misty Mountains um, for his sons pretty much new. All of that stuff. Yeah, Um, I know. Yes, he's a very wise person, Elrond. Um, And later in life, right after his 111th birthday party, I think that's how he says it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 1121, Bilbo comes to stay in Rivendell for retirement. Here he traveled to all the places, or from here he traveled to all the places he had once gone on his quest, and then he spent countless hours in the halls of fire um, at the last homely house eating and sleeping and writing poems and histories and also translating songs. Um, Busy retirement. Yeah. Busy retirement, man. Yeah. It was good for him, man. Mm -hmm. Uh, During the war of the ring, Frodo, Sam, Mary, and Pippin come to Rivendell with the help of Aragorn and Glorfindel. And they seek counsel and rest as Bilbo and the dwarves did long ago at Rivendell. While the hobbits were there, a great council was held among many influential and great people of the Western middle earth Uh, including some dwarves, some elves of other places, you know, the sort. Yeah. Um, And they were there to decide what to do with Isildur's bane, as only a few people actually knew of it. Um, So it was kind of revealed there. And it was decided that Frodo would take the ring to Mordor and destroy it, and that they needed a fellowship to go with him in secret. Um, And after that, mission was successful. We'll just <laughs> skip the whole thing right there. Oh Wow, dude. <laughs> yeah. This is only about Rivendell. It's not really yeah. about any other thing. So after uh, they did that whole yeah, thing, you know, after that whole thing happened, uh, after the destruction of the one ring, Elrond's ring, Vilya lost its power and beauty. Um, and the beauty of Rivendell began to fade because oh, no. of it. Uh, and though Vilya, his ring was not made with Sauron or Anatar's help. Uh, it was still connected to the power of the one ring and therefore its power is weakened uh, when it was destroyed. Dang and dude. only the Elven Rings of Power were concerned with maintaining and preserving and enhancing the natural beauty of Middle Earth. Kind of like how Galadriel's ring did the same thing at Lothlorien when it, it basically grew those big Malorn trees, the yeah. g- golden ones. Mm-hmm. So Pretty uh trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because those trees are not found anywhere else in Middle Earth except for uh Sam's or er, the place Sam planted got one the in the seeds. Shire. Because he got a seed from her, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now one last little bit um, I'm just going to talk about what happens to Rivendell in the fourth age after uh, it starts to oh, fade because, this gets interesting yeah. fourth age so um, Elrond and many of the Noldor uh, left to go to the west because Elrond was a ring bearer and his ring lost power and he no longer had any desire to stay in Middle Earth so most of the elves of Rivendell left but his sons, Eladon and Elrohir, remained behind with a few others because they were still young in consideration mm-hmm. of elves and they wanted to um, kind of stay there a little longer. Uh, I realize my um, my pants zipper is down. Uh, oh. So. Yeah. oh.
1: wait. Swing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. You didn't have to. I didn't even notice that. No, I just thought it was funny. Oh, it is funny, dude. Yeah. Um, I don't care, man. Ha, 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 it's so funny. Funny, you know, um, yeah,
0: funny laugh track sound. or yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: that, imagine that's funny laughing. Okay, good.
0: Um, it's also believed that Caliborn resided in Rivendell after Galadriel had left and after he grew weary of East Lorien So basically, Eladan and Elrohir were chilling with their grandpa in Rivendell chilling for a while. like
1: villains, but not yeah, villains,
0: not villains really. Um, and before King Elisar had died, Aragorn, um, oh, he no. told he told Arwen, Arwen, <laughs> who's that? <laughs> that's uh, a <laughs> that's their kid. Uh, <laughs> he told Arwen that none now uh dwell in Rivendell. Well, that kind of rhymes too. Wait, say that again?
1: None now dwell in oh, Rivendell. none now. Yeah. Okay, none now dwell in Rivendell. Nuns. Nuns yeah. do. Yeah. Um <laughs> It's Catholic now. Uh,
0: which which meant, and that was about... <laughs> oh, wait.
1: <laughs> I was going to do the wow And that was about the
0: fourth age, uh year 120, and so by that time, uh, it was assumed that all of the elves of Revan- Rivendell, including the twins in Celeborn, had now moved on or gone to the g- Grey Havens. So, yeah. And that is the end of Rivendell. And it just remained an old valley with an old house in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it did, dude. It the did. last homely house, dude. The last homely house, man. More like the last homie house. Hey, we're chilling there tonight. When I think of a. Oh, <laughs> So As I um, promise I'll get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. No, keep, oh, keep going. What were you going to say? I was going to say, do we have Middle Earth current events, but we do trivia first.
0: Yeah, and I don't have Middle Earth current I'm gonna events. So I'm going to look curly really quick. I'm going to look
1: curly. But you can. Uh, let, just, me,
0: let me grab a sip of coffee and ju- I'm going to just entertain them and you entertain them also. Do you guys. No, do I,
1: you, <laughs> I meant to look up Tolkien. I look up trivia.
0: Do you guys need to be entertained in a podcast or do you just like information? Yeah. What? Or do you like both? Is it like Rivendell where you can get a, a mixture of
1: both? I'll uh, put a poll up. I'll, uh, I'll put a poll sorry. up uh, on this <laughs> gonna episode. Pull up. <laughs> I'm making too many jokes yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, I will put a poll, P O L L, up about on this episode, and people can vote on if they like information or not <laughs> information. You know what gets my poll up? Dwarves. Oh, Wait. Oh my gosh, are those <laughs> come on, no, you gotta the dwarf one. Oh. oh. <laughs> no, no, when I think of a dwarf, <laughs> I think of
2: a thick butt. <laughs>
1: I forgot I have that one. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Those were all good though. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Swing.
2: <laughs> <Dung-dung.
1: laughs> mm
0: hmm. Did you find anything yet? Um, Do you want me to just go with the trivia?
1: Yeah, there's no, there's no really. Oh wait, here we go. Um, welcome to Middle Earth current events.
0: And we can talk over this. Oh yeah, that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, there are no current events. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But do you know what there is? Um, trivia. Trivia. <laughs> okay. Uh, Do you want to start? Or you want me to start?
0: Uh, I'll start. Okay. Okay. Uh, these are probably a little harder <laughs> and in no particular order oh, than, no. than last episodes. You know how like I kind of went in order. Uh, yeah. Like, easiest to hardest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think these are a little harder, but you might be able to get them. Okay. Um, there is one that is pretty hard, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did Glorfindel live before he lived in Rivendell?
1: Glorfindel. Before he lived in Rivendell. Yes. Was it Linden? Or is it like Beleriand? Yeah, it was in Beleriand. Yeah. (sighs) Hmm. I don't know. Give me the first letter of the area. G. G. G It was with Yarendil,
0: Taur. Gladden. Turgon. Not the
1: Gladden fields. I don't know. Famous
0: city in the middle of a plain surrounded by mountains uh,
1: what mm, what's the second letter Goulash. uh g o go gondor nope. I, don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know gondolin gondolin ah oh, come on Do not oh <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, one of the easier ones, too. Dang, dude, I was not doing it. Okay, because, because to be fair, to be fair, while you were reading your first part, I was looking up sound effects and adding it to yeah. it, so I wasn't paying attention. No, and that's Sorry, when dude. I
0: was doing my first part, too, about Glorfindel, I was saying Gondolin a lot. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to make it apparent.
1: I am not good. Dom, dude. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, this one should be pretty easy. Yeah, we'll see. Which elf lord fled with Elrond to Rivendell? right? Yep. Yeah. Mine aren't very hard because I didn't have very hard... Swing! <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, come on. Swing! <laughs> hey, hey, <there> <laughs> I didn't have a uh, very hard uh, topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, you okay. go. Elrond
0: and his twin brother, ha- Elros, had uh different choices to make. They could choose to be immortal or mortal. Elrond became immortal and counted among one of the elves, and his brother Elros became one of men and became mortal. Uh-huh. But what was Elros most famous for?
1: N- and it's not being the brother of Elrond? No. He led... Oh, what did he lead? Did he lead something? What? Yeah, he led what what something, it? yeah. What was it? Um... What was his name? El l El, Elros Elros miniatur Oh, he helped. Um, did he help? Uh, Gilglad Gil-galad with uh pushing Sauron out of no. Oh shoot!
0: But he was one of those.
1: He was one of the people that
0: helped. No, he was. He was. He came before that time. Oh, but oof. he was one of the Numenorians? Yeah. Getting
1: there. So a Numenorian. Yeah. Did he found Numenor?
0: Yeah. Nice. He was the first king of Numenor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Took me a second, but I got there. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes sir. Okay. How long did Gilgalad stay in Rivendell before crossing the Misty Mountains with uh, the last alliance? Buh.
0: <laughs> uh I might not have did you mention it at all? Yeah, I can yeah. give you a hint. No, no, no. Let me guess first, and then give me a hint.
1: Okay, I'm gonna guess <laughs> six months. <laughs> no, it's. You want your hint? <laughs> yeah, you you're just gonna give me the year. <laughs> it's in years. Oh, it's in years. It's okay. not months. It's years. Um, <laughs> well, if it's in years, get them out of your ears. <laughs> Dang, dude, bruh. You want another hint? No,
0: I was gonna guess years first. Okay. Um, jeez, one
1: year. No, ah, shoot. a little higher. Two? A little higher. <laughs> Four? No, a little <laughs> lower. Uh, three? Yeah. Yeah. Three, dude. <laughs> nice. Dude. Uh, that always
0: happens is I always <laughs> go too high.
1: Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, current events, Grant always goes too high. Swing!
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, ready for this last one? This one might be hard, but you might get it. Oh, no. Okay. might be a stretch. Okay. When, what, or what day? huh what day did the Fellowship of the Ring leave Rivendell? Like, day of the... What
1: day? Of the month or week? Yeah, what day of the... Well, yeah, that's the same <laughs> thing. What day of the month? <laughs> well, no, day of the month would be, like, the specific date. Day of the week would be, like, Tuesday. Oh, okay. It, is yeah, it day it's, of a, the it's a specific date. Okay.
0: And it also correlates with another, like, it's like a, know, a special occasion.
1: Isn't it Tolkien's birthday? No.
0: It is pretty close to that time, though. It's a little before <sharp> that. It's in October, right?
1: Nope. They arrive in October. Oh, so they leave in... They stay for two months. So December 23rd. So close. 22nd? So close. 21st? Nope. Am I getting higher? 24th. No. 25th? Yeah, Christmas Day. Dang, I was like, it's going to be near Christmas. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Christmas, yeah, Christmas Day is when they left. Nice, In dude. The evening, Christmas Day. I never. I guess I. Re- I probably realized yeah. that. that Except
0: s- they don't. They don't celebrate Christmas. It's like Yule. Yeah. So Yule type. that's what it would Yule have been. celebrate Christmas. Yule, uh, but to us it would be Christmas Day, because um, yeah. they arrive, um, or at least Frodo wakes up on October twenty fourth, the morning of October twenty fourth, mm-hmm. and then they stay for two months and they leave the twenty fifth.
1: Dang, I, I remembered that they were in there, in there, in Rivendell in October. Yeah, I forgot it was two months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> do so, you have one more? Right? Yeah, but this one is oh. I didn't, I couldn't come up with like a third one that wouldn't just be super obvious. Yeah. So I came up with a creative one. Oh. Okay. Which shouldn't be too hard, but it might be. Okay, so I'm gonna read a passage yeah. from the fellowship of the ring Ooh. of how one character described Rivendell. I and mean, you have to guess which character described it this way. Ooh, that's, that's a cool idea, Jay, Jay. I, I like this, Jay. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So this is the characters quote. It's a, uh, it's a big house. This, a very, pati- and very particular, peculiar, always a bit more to discover and no knowing what you'll find round a corner. And elves, sir, elves here and elves there. Some like kings, terrible and splendid, and some as merry as children, in the music and the singing. Not that I have had time or the heart for much listening since we got here, but I'm getting to know some of the ways of the place. Who said that?
0: Okay, so immediately when I heard like peculiar, like it's got peculiar ways or whatever, mm-hmm. I thought it's definitely one of the hobbits. Yes. So I was thinking Mary or Pippin because they would be likely to kind of explore. Mm-hmm. But when you said, um, when you said sir I knew that would set yeah. it off dude when, when you, you said it. sir <laughs> I'm like oh that's definitely Sam yeah yeah, that's Sam yeah
1: man. yeah that's Samwise Gamgee dude hey, that was pretty cool I should do that next time for some uh, trivia I was gonna do I was gonna do um, two or er, two questions and read the way Bilbo described it but then you read it and I was like oh shoot I can't do that so yeah. I just did the Samwise yeah. one which is fine
0: no that's that's that's
1: chill man yeah that's it's chill, chill. For real, for real, man. For real. Well, that's what we have for pretty much everything. Yeah. Is there it, anything you want to talk about before we are History of out? Rivendell. Um, anything happening? Yeah. What's your favorite animal? Really? <laughs> oh, do you tent? remember when? We, yeah. yeah. Let's do. Let's do a different Favorite Well, okay. So, what country would you most want to visit
0: outside? Well, <laughs> outside. outside of the U.S., but <laughs> obviously.
1: <laughs> any other? <laughs> I just <laughs>
0: dropped my mic. Any <laughs> any other country outside of the U.S. would be a different
1: country. So, um, hmm. hi, my dog is here. I don't know. I like, well, obviously, um, some like Nordic country. Yeah. Would be cool, but well, okay, I think Italy would be cool or like Greece. Mm-hmm. But if you travel to Europe, you can go to a bunch of different countries. Shout out to uh, is it Janie and uh, what's the other guy's name from Europe that listens to our? Good old potty cast, <laughs> potty. Cast. Janie and you don't remember? No, what is his name? I'm to pull- be fair, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm pulling up the email right now. S- Jane. Sean, Scott, Stefan, Stefan. I, knew I knew, remember. I knew, I knew it wasn't us. I'm sorry, Stefan. Yeah, yeah. Stefan. <laughs> <It's a, hey. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Stefan <laughs> and Jane or Janie. Yeah. Shout out to the. Shout out, man. British people. Hey, shout out to British people. Am I right? I thought you were gonna play a sound there. Oh, I...
0: swing. <laughs> all right. There's some um, British people. Yeah. So you would want to? Are you just saying you would want to visit Europe in general and just visit all of them, or? No, that's lame. I would do. Yeah, it is lame. I would. Prob- I mean, of course, you could do that, but what's the one you'd be most excited to see?
1: Um, I would probably want to go to like. Well, I think a rainforest would be cool too. Go to like. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go with.
0: Or how about this? How about we'll make it. A, we'll make it. New a little e- Zealand. Okay, we'll make it a <laughs> little easier, so you don't have to like pick and choose between all twelve countries in the world. Pick and choose between both. <laughs> um. Yeah. So how about this? In North America, which includes Central America. Yes. What country would you most want to visit?
1: Well, Canada, because there's so much to do. It's so big. <laughs> um, that's yeah. your answer. I'll just do Canada. Sorry, it's I boring.
0: no. I'm I'm gonna say Canada too because I would like to explore it.
1: Maybe we could do it together.
0: And there's Schwing! also the the. It's, it's gonna sound weird, but the great. Well, never mind. It's not gonna sound okay. Weird. That's weird. Uh, the Great Bear Rainforest is in Canada on uh-huh. the western coast. And it, I want to see a temperate rainforest so bad. Oh, nice! They I'm going so cool. to
1: Canada on my honeymoon. What the f? Swing. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um,
0: okay, what about South America? What country would you most want to visit?
1: Um, hmm. Venezuela. Yeah. I I don't really know what's in most, Venezuela, but it's <laughs> just cool, dude. Mostly for the nature. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because their uh, <laughs> they're, uh <Yeah>. gov <laughs> their state of government, is a little out of out of whack right now oh <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah. sorry venezuelans um but yeah uh, i was gonna say for north america i think my second choice would be costa rica because of the rainforest yeah, yeah, yeah. but since we're are we're picking out of south america too i could just pick one uh rainforest one out of there and for that i would pick Columbia. Okay. Uh, i think it has one of the most densest bird populations as far as like per square foot Per square mile or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not square foot, that'd be small. <laughs> uh, per square mile. And like they have like just a, a very wide variety of birds. And I'm a bird guy. And I it's would... spring, birds are coming back. Yeah, birds Chwing. are coming back. Hey, that's me every day. Chwing. A lot of peckers coming. Yeah, there we go. A lot of titmice. Uh, uh-huh. There's also a bird called a brown creeper. So Yeah. Oh. Um <laughs> That's just that's just uh that's just Detroit. Wait. <laughs> I just wanted. I wanted to make that joke. I'm sorry. Not uh, good joke. Not good joke. <laughs> um. Anyways, <laughs> I can say that because I'm from Michigan. Um,
1: <laughs> that doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, okay, so bah. what about
0: uh, Africa? Where would you like to visit? Egypt. Ooh, that'd be cool. I didn't even think of that for a sec. For just for a sec I, I only thought Yeah Okay 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 <laughs> Um, uh, My first thought was South Africa But That's just the obvi-
1: obvious White answer yeah! Is just Is <laughs> just to go somewhere That also speaks English Yeah you make it <laughs> Make the Brown creeper joke Yeah I know I want to go to South Africa I want to go to South Africa
0: <laughs> Um No I think honestly I would want to go to um, Kenya Because of the um oh, That's cool yeah, there's a uh, Mount Kilimanjaro I think is in Kenya. Yeah. Um but they've got like all the savannas and they've I think they they might have some sort of rainforest there, but I don't know. I know there's a lot of like diversity of um like uh, megafauna there.
1: Grants all about diversity. Yeah. So I would like to Schwing.
0: see <laughs> so I would like to see some safari stuff and see Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Well,
1: um, we don't have to go through every single country. I would like to. Okay.
0: What about Europe? Where would you like to go? <laughs> The uh, people need to know about us, um, so that they can pay for our plane tickets to go to those countries,
1: and we can visit them. Let me think of good ones in Europe. Sorry, there are no good ones in Europe. Isn't Italy in Europe? Yeah, yeah.
0: So Italy. Yeah. 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 Um, I have a tough choice. Swing. <laughs> between, um, I have a tough choice between Ireland. The UK and the Netherlands and Germany.
1: You know what? I would do Ireland, Italy or Ireland at the same time. Well, because
0: I am Dutch. um, So naturally, I would like to go and see the Netherlands. But I feel like even though I really like Dutch history and stuff, I feel like it's not as interesting as like Germany or the UK. And so
1: now, and I like Ireland well, what's your favorite thing about German history, Grant?
2: What's your profanity?
1: That
0: re- remains to be, you know, TBD. Okay, basically. Um, <laughs> I'm just not gonna go anywhere with that because I am a good person. When I think of a oh, dwarf, play that one. When I think, of a, <laughs> we'll I mean, when I think of a
2: dwarf, I think of a thick butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I don't know, man. I think mostly, honestly, I w- I would like to go... I don't know. I'm just going to go with the UK. Okay,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Because I, I really like Anglo-Saxon history more. Yeah. And Germans are also... Well, Anglo-Saxons are Germanic, so it's mm. kind of along the same lines. Anywho, we've got two more sections, Jay and then you can leave because yeah. you're you're a little sassy right now. Swing. You want, <laughs> you don't want to go through every continent. We can go through every continent, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh what about uh, and, <laughs> Oceania? And Oceania, Oceania, which includes the Indonesian you know chain of islands and all that place, Philippines and Australia, New Zealand. That's where it is.
1: I do New Zealand because I said New Zealand in one of my ones I want to pick. You know what one I want to pick? New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. They yeah. uh because um, they speak English, and the Lord of the Rings was filmed there, and good trout fishing. Oh, swing! I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Uh, what about Asia? Hmm. You can say Russia. It's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not gonna do Russia, dude. <laughs> like, uh, Not at a time like this. No. Um.
0: Also, this does include the Middle East as well. If you ever want oh. to visit Iraq. Um. Hmm. I have an I have a good answer. Well,
1: I would want to go to like specifically like Jerusalem, that area. Yeah. What country would that be? Israel. Israel. Or
0: yep. <laughs> or for other people oh. who would like to <laughs> argue it's Palestine. Uh-oh.
2: Swing <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd like to go to that area. It's Israel. See if I can work out those problems. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well they have a they, <laughs>
0: they have a bad history of white English speaking people trying to figure out their borders, so Yeah. Um I think yeah, mine was either gonna be between Israel or Japan.
1: Japan's cool. Yeah, Japan's, Japan's cool. cool. I'd like to see Schwing.
0: Japan. But now that like I have a I have a feeling like every time I'm like, "Oh, I want to go see Japan." People are like, "Why you like anime?" Swing. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like anime. Sorry. Not the not that I think it's weird. I just don't like it. That's and just my I preference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just not my thing. <laughs> and that's it. That's all the continents. Well, d- would you want to go to Antarctica? Like, are you are you just speaking through the soundboard? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I
1: don't have a no option though, <laughs> so I can't do that.
0: Jay is gone, full techno, swing AI. Watch your
2: profanity. We
0: need we need what is that Chat GPT or something like that? Mm-hmm. We need that to be able to like speak on our behalf, so we can do like the whole podcast just through an AI voice. That'd be cool. Yeah, well, we can end this now. Yeah, we can end this. I think I made a few um too uh, many probably sensitive uh comments um and for that i would not like to apologize because i don't care so see ya <laughs> goodbye everybody right, goodbye everybody <laughs> see you next time on our next episode <laughs> of exploring middle earth which we promise will be mostly about middle earth yeah uh, when I think of oh. <laughs> anyways goodbye bye, bye.